Hi, everyone. So welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura Gonzalez. This is Diane McTarsney. We are so excited to be to have you here with us today. We're with Calvary Montclair, and Pastor Joe McTarsney is our, our pastor, and Diane is his wife. And we're going to be talking about the promises of God, kind of segueing into the name of our podcast. And we just love God's Word. We love who Jesus is. And we're going to chat a little bit about our favorite promises, right, Diane? Yes. I'm so excited to be looking into all that God has promised us. You know, um, when we think of promises, you're like, what's a promise, right? Right. It's a vow, like when you get married or when you pledge allegiance to the flag, right? You're pledging allegiance to the country or you're promising your spouse that you will be faithful till death do us part. It's a promise. And I think, gosh, a promise is only as good as the one making it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I looked up the word promise. It's a noun, a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. And I love what you mentioned, the promise to get married. I know a lot of young girls have a promise ring. It's not a wedding ring, but it's a promise for purity until marriage. And then when you get married, you have an engagement ring and a wedding ring. And so my husband, Chuck, had shared with me, I love this story. And it's Valentine's month, right? The love month. My husband, Chuck, said that He had heard this story when a husband and wife-to-be are at that altar. It's not really love. It's a promise to love. Mm. But after you have, for example, Coy and Victor, 50 years years of celebration of their wedding, congratulations, Coy and Victor, that's the fulfillment of the promise. Mm. Whereas at the altar is... The pledge. The pledge. Right? Mm-hmm. For definitely. And I think of that, you know, um, the promise is only as good as the one who mm-hmm. makes it. Yes. If you, we all know people that um, if they say something, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. It probably won't mm-hmm. happen. They're just empty words. <coughs> Politics. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so, yes, we all have examples um, in, in the public life as in, in, in personal lives. Uh, but, you know, when I think of God... And I think, you know, he's made promises throughout mm. scripture from Genesis through Revelation. There are promises. Yes. Joshua 21, 45. It says, not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel were left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came, came to true. pass. Yes, came and that to pass. makes me want to get all, you know, excited and sing the hallelujahs because when God says it, he'll do it. He'll do and it. that Joshua verse, oh, it's so good. It's it, it it means what it says. It says what it means. He made these promises. You will conquer those people groups. You will go in and get the land. You, I'm going to give you this land flowing with milk and honey. And he, and he does it. it. And he does it. And I think so of Joshua, <laughs> right? Joshua here, his mentor, the one who had led them out of slavery, out of Egypt. Moses had died. He's no longer there. And now God is calling Joshua to step up. And God's, so God's telling him, I'm going to be with you. You're going to take the promised land. And... Everything, every word, every promise that was foretold you has happened. And so we can praise God. And so when we read these promises, when we talk about them, you know, the ones God has given to you, the Mm -hmm. ones you hold on for your marriage, for your daughter, for your your Isaac, um, as we talk about them, we have to bear in mind that God gave them to us, the one who keeps his word every time. 
He's steadfast. And when I think of promises, I think of the, the beautiful hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm-hmm. I think of Lamentations 3, 23, Great is Your Faithfulness, Morning by Morning, mm-hmm. New Mercies I See. And so I looked up faithful because it goes in line with does. the promises. Steadfast in affection or allegiance, loyal, a faithful friend, firm in adherence to promises and observance of duty. And this one, I loved this one, given with strong assurance binding, true to the facts, to a standard. True. Is that our God? That is our God. He is faithful and true. Yes. And so we can we can take his promises to the bank. They're yes. guaranteed. And I love that. So as we talk about this, can I ask you, maybe what's a promise from God that you have held on to? A life promise. Oh my goodness. This is a loaded question because okay. we have a short time on we our do. podcast. <laughs> Uh, I have so many, but I okay. I, I want to start with um, Isaiah thirty five six, okay. and uh, I know some of our viewers may or may not know. I have a fourteen year old son with autism, mm-hmm. and he did not talk for many many years. And so when I came across Isaiah thirty five, it just was my comfort mm. blanket. The lame will walk, mm. the blind will see, the mute will sing, and Jesus came on the scene. The lame walk. Yes. The blind see, the mute will sing. And you say, well, why is that? That's kind of weird, Laura. My son was mute. Mm. So knowing the mute will sing, and we sing it in Christmas time. Mary, did you right. know? The dumb will sing. I'm getting goosebumps. Mm. The praises of the lamb. Mm. Oh, my goodness. What encouragement. So encouraging. So that's that's one that, that jumps right out at me. I have so many. I don't want to take up the whole time. But just this morning, as you know, I, I would love our viewers to know as well. I like the one-year Bible. Everybody has different ways of reading through the scriptures. Some like chronological, some like Old Testament, the New Testament. Some spend, you know, three months on one specific book. I like the one year. It just keeps me on track. So this morning I read through um, Exodus and a little bit of Matthew and I read this and I said, "I I can't wait to share this. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by yourself. Exodus 32, 13. And here's the promise. Powerful prayer finds its support in the promises of God. When we base our prayers on what God has pledged himself to do, we stand on unshakable ground. Unshakable. I think that is that is so encouraging because this world is shaky. Things change. Uh, fa- you know, fads change. Um, poly- trends, yeah, trends change. All all, so much changes. Health changes, right. right? Your financial situation might change. So much changes, but but. Not God. Not God. He is. Un- <laughs> he changes not. He is unshakable. Uh, Deuteronomy thirty-one six through eight is one of the ones um, I wrote down, and um, I'm going to read that. It says, "So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally." Go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And I just love that. I do not have to worry. The Lord is with me. He will never forsake me. He will never abandon me. Yeah, um, people can abandon you. Spouses can abandon right. you. Children can leave. Parents can leave. Someone can die. So, okay, I and think you of might a feel widow, abandoned, right? right? Yes. But the Lord will never abandon so us. And then he goes wonderful. on to say in verse 8, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Again, he reiterates, he will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. And and he says it in Hebrews 13, 5. You know, that's the reiteration in the New Testament of what he said in the old, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And for me, that's everything. I am never alone. That's right. 
Because I, the Lord is with me. And I think, I mean, perfect example, COVID. Mm-hmm. People could not get visitors. Mm. So, you know, and again, going to prayer, you know, I would say, Lord, that person in that hospital ward can't have a visitor. Right. So be with that nurse's mouth. Yeah. May that nurse whisper your scriptures into them. May they see your angels. May you transform, transform that hospital room into a holy place where you're there because he is there. He is there. But mm-hmm. people were feeling forsaken, but they Definitely. weren't. Definitely isolated. Yes. Yes, alone. Yes. But the Lord is with them. Amen. So, um, I love that. That, that is a, a firm promise to hold on to. Like you said, you can take it to the bank. And I mean, I think that if we all paused a moment, and took a life inventory and just looked from, you know, your youth, your middle school, high school, college, and beyond years, and you think of those valley moments. Mm-hmm. What do we often hear when we, you know, talk to different people in the Lord? God was there. He was there in the valley of the shadow of death. He was there. It was, ha- it was hard. Mm-hmm. You don't discount the storm or discount, right. you know, the tragedy. But he was there. He didn't forsake me. Right. And it's a lie. When we feel forsaken, again, we're feeling forsaken. Our emotions are telling us one thing, but God's promises tell us something else, right? For sure. And I think of, we were talking before we started um, filming the podcast of my dad, right? In February, again, it's the um, anniversary of his uh, second heart attack. And th- when you get a phone call in the early morning, you know, it's still dark or a, a call to run to the hospital and you don't know what's going on. You don't know if, if your loved one is okay. Um, you don't know what it's going to mean for the future. Um, so quickly things can change. Yes. And what do we do? We need to know we can go encourage and strength no matter the outcome that God's le- with me. Yes. He's with my dad or he's with my loved one. He's with uh, me as we walk through this um, uncharted territory, yes. this unknown place, this new venture uh, as we navigate through this um, really crisis in our in our life. I would, the word that came to my mind was scary. Mm-hmm. This is scary, Lord. Whatever, whatever that is, you know, a job layoff or, you know, infertility or mm-hmm. a miscarriage, sure. a death, a middle of the night phone call, those type of things, they shake us. But we go to the Lord and we remember. And one thing you and I have talked about over the years, which I'm so blessed to have you as a friend, is we have to have it in our heart. Because mm. am I going to be able in the middle of the night to pull out my memory verse card? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I you can, right. but it's got to be in there. Right. And so then the Lord just raises it to the surface Definitely. and just reminds you, hey, Diane, this is scary. But remember, Emmanuel, I'm here. Remember, Elohim, I'm still in, con- in charge. I didn't move. Remember, I'm not going to forsake you. And guess what, Diane? I love your dad. Mm. So I'm going to be with him. He's my mijo. He's your dad. Right. But he's he's also God's son. For so, sure. So just all of those things that come to mind that the Holy Spirit draws on that reservoir of his promises. Definitely. And the more we know, the more we hold on to. And I think the more we know God, the more we will trust him. Amen. Because we're not going to trust so a God true. that we don't know. Right. If I don't know that he's good, why would I trust him? Right. You know? And so I think of what promises. I mean, even as you're listening to this the podcast, what scriptures, what promises have you held on to? Um, please type them out, share, you know, with share with us. We'd love to read. How encouraging would it be to have a 30, 40 verses just listed that we could read over and pour over and be encouraged in our walk? Um, you know, I think of Philippians 4.13, right? Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, when my sister and I were little, uh, my aunt, 
um, Dora and Uncle Javier gave my sister, I don't even know if it might have been a cassette, a cassette or a CD. <laughs> it might have been oh, a cassette. Throwback. You're right. I'm, I'm old. I'm aging myself. It might have been a cassette. And it had this song on it, and it, and it, and it was singing Philippians 4.13. Mm. And they had and kids singing. And I love singing. scripture songs. Oh, me too. I love them. Kids singing, and then there was the adult that sang with them. And so they're singing, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens right. me. And it would uh, you know, repeat itself. I can do all things, all things, all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then the adult would ask, how many things can you do? And oh, the kids would shout, I love it. All, all things. things. <laughs> and then he would say, little things. And they would shout, all, all things, things. big things, and they would shout all things. And that is so true. Um, our our situation might be small, but God cares. And I, I can it. do that small thing. Our situation might be momentous, you right. know, monument, right. huge. Right. And God can Daunting. help us. Daunting, mm-hmm. fearful. You know, I even think of my daughter. One year, she, it was her first year having Miss Olivia as her ballet instructor. And she had this dance she had to learn for ballet. And she came up to me and she was in tears and she said, Mom, I just can't carry this burden. And she might have been in third grade. Oh, little sweet. Little sweet girl. <laughs> and I so I opened we wrote this verse out on an index card and we put it on the refrigerator. And I said, Baby, you practice. You practice. And we are gonna pray. God calls everything to your memory, and we are going to pray that you are able to execute the moves and that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes. And in those little things, right. in the realm of eternity. Does a, a ballet dance matter? I mean, is it big on the but whole scheme of things? But it mattered to her. It mattered to her, yes. but it's training ground. That's right. It is oh, training ground. Because as she learns that God met me on learning this ballet number, yes. he is going to learn when the, the situations get... Relationships, college, my future. Um, Who should I marry? issues, right? whatever might come her way. Exactly. And so, you know... I love that. And many of us know Philippians 4.13. And if it's a familiar verse for you, comment and put that. Say, Philippians 13, Diane, you nailed my favorite verse. But also look it up in a different version. Because, for example, um, a favorite one of, of ours, be still and know I am God. Another one that I love, another translation says, cease striving mm-hmm. and know I am God. I go, ooh, I like that. But what I was thinking, and I had this in my notes, and, and I'm so thankful God is reminding me and stirring me. Philippians 4.13. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One of my pet peeves is when people say, oh, God won't give you anything too much you can't handle. Oh, that's not true. Okay, number one, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, mayday, mayday, mayday. It's right. not in the Bible. What does Joe call it? First bal- uh, Balonians. <laughs> First Balonians. Yeah, not in the Bible. Okay. Right, for so, sure. God can't give you anything too much you can't handle. And I know well-meaning people, they're referring to the verse that says, God won't allow a temptation to overcome you. He'll provide a means of escape. Correct. That's probably what a lot of well-meaning people mean. But what I say is God does give us things that we can't handle. So then we can handle him. And so one of my bedrock verses is Genesis 50, 20, when Mm -hmm. Joseph encounters his brothers and they're so afraid of Joseph. And he says, don't you worry. What you intended for evil, God used today to turn around to save many. Exactly. And I always say that that's the Romans 8, 28 Uh, of the Old Testament. Yeah, go for it. Exactly. I'm totally jiving with you because as you're saying that, I'm thinking of Romans 8, 28, and I'm just like, God, you were too much because he is so good. Um, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You know, I just, 
bad things are going to happen. Right. We live in a fallen right. world. Yes. Right? Yes. But God is so good that even when that does happen, God gets in and he turns it around for our good, right. for his glory. He uses it. Right. And um, and I, I think sometimes we can, this whole idea, like what you were talking about mm-hmm. from Genesis and Joseph, we can misunderstand that verse. We can We can think that, well, we can do what we want, treat people how we want. We don't have to be good to people uh, because God's going to work all things out, you know, mm. because he's going to, he, what the enemy meant for good, he, he's going to, I mean, for evil, he's going to turn around for good. And no, because we are to do right before God and men. Yes. When we do wrong, we are to confess it. We are to make restitution. We are to make it right. Um, it is, it's not like a, a license to uh, treat people however we want. That's really good. It's the, it's the verse explaining and showing the goodness of our God. And you know? I think Romans 8.28 is another verse that's often misquoted in the sense of all things work together for good, period. No, to those who love God and who are the called according to his purposes. So you you have to be, you know, for example, and this is a dumb example, but it just popped into my head, missionary dating. Okay. You know, and for those of you that aren't familiar, what I'm saying is sometimes you have, a you know, someone that's raised in the Lord, love the Lord, and they'll date someone who's unsaved and they might use... Romans eight twenty eight and say, well, I'm dating this person. We have the same likes and and dislikes. We have, you know, an attraction is there. We get along, we're friends, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And God works all things together for good. So maybe eventually he or she would get saved. And we would say, eh, not biblical. Not a good idea. Because the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. So people could use it as a license. Sure. And saying, I'm dating this person. I'm a believer. Mm -hmm. And my goal is for them to get saved. No, your goal is to hook up with this person. (laughs) Right. And you add Jesus in it. That's not how it works. Right. So I think that's so true. And we can't. Our conduct needs to be pleasing to the Lord. We need to be yes, obedient to Scripture. Absolutely. You know? And um, God is so good, though, and I love this, that all things work together right. for good. And it's it's not that all things are good either, right? Absolutely. There are horrible, evil oh, yeah. things. It, we need to call out evil for evil and right. wickedness for wickedness. And God judges wickedness. I mean, he thinks— He's angry at the wicked every day, oh, you know, Scripture and says. And it's like, and yeah. what does he think about evil or our wrong, wrongdoing or our sin? Well, he despises it enough to go to the cross for it. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know? Yes. And so, and that brings me another life verse. If we confess our sins, he is faithful mm, and oh. just to forgive us our okay, sins and to first cleanse John. us from all unrighteousness. First John. Right? Actually, the whole book of First John. Oh. I love First John. And if we confess. If we confess. And so I think that that's, oh my gosh, we could talk on a confession podcast all day, but I think that we, he is faithful. That it's almost circles back to his faithfulness and his promises, but we have to be real and honest. You know, we're, we're February, so we're only a month and some change into the new year. Mm -hmm. And I I prayed, I said, Lord, what's my word for the new year? Mm -hmm. What's, you know, show me a a verse, you know, what, what, what are you showing me for the new year? And for 2022, I kept hearing the word honest Mm. and honesty. Mm -hmm. So I just journal it, you know, you're just pressing into the Lord, meditating on that. And I, I really have been contemplating so much honest praise, honest prayer. Mm -hmm. Of course, confession is being honest with God and And yourself (laughs) and yourself and others, you Mm -hmm. know, and everybody. But I love that, that yes, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. And that leads into you're not condemned. You know, therefore, right. there is no condemnation, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because, you know, it's the age-old theological debate of, well, we're sinners. We're sinners yes. all the way until we pass away. Yes. Okay. So how do you explain that to me? I'm a sinner. 
I can go party and drink or do X, Y, Z because God's going to forgive me. Mm. But that's not what the scripture no. says. It, no. It's not live how you want right. and then tap tape a scripture to it. That's sure. not what God says. It's live for Jesus, pursue Jesus. Oh man, Lord, I blew it today. Right. So I'm going to confess. Do you, yes. know, do you get what and I'm trying to say? And as far as the east is from the west, I mean, I love that. You know, that's a promise. That's another that He one, has yeah. cast our transgressions from us. Right. And, you know, though my sins are as scarlet, he has made me white as snow. That's, one of my that's his ones blood. Too. His blood covers us. And yes. we don't want to cheapen that. By That's living right. carnally, right. you know, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable, right. you know, and I think we have to um, really be mindful of the heart of the Lord, you know, what yes. pleases him. And and why is this verse there? Mm-hmm. You know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It's reminding us of confession and of his willingness to forgive. It's not a license to sin. No, exactly. It's saying, I know you, my child, you're going to blow it. Every day. I know, I know you are. You're mm-hmm. made, made as dust. As a father pities his uh, child, I remember your frame. Right. Peter. Right? Yeah. He remembers who we are, but he's saying... Come, just come back again. Right. You know, one, one time we were at a women's retreat and you had mentioned we were doing communion. Mm. And you said that we, um, you come to the communion table and you want to come in humility and say, Lord, I want to remember the cross. I want to remember the stripes. I want to remember who I was. You know, I'm going to go there for a moment. I don't want to be thinking about my past morning, noon, and night. Right. That's where that con- condemnation could come in. But you said it's like this. And I loved this example. I pray my uh, our viewers will agree. Mm. You said, sweetie, your hands are dirty. Go what? Get washed and clean up and come to the mm. dinner table so we can partake. And I said, that's communion. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think, love that. <laughs> and I and I cannot take credit for that because I re- got it from Chuck Swindoll okay. and reading his commentary. But yes, when he was but as a mama, yes, as a parent, we you get know, it. We get it. Yes, and, and the idea of confession isn't a strong arm. It isn't a get away from me. You're dirty. It's a dinner's prepared. I have I this feast so ready much. for you. It is Thanksgiving. Wash up and get ready for right. dinner. It is an invitation. And sometimes we can think that confession is you know uh, oh. God's too holy. He doesn't like my ugliness or my sin. He right. loved you enough to bleed for oh, it, to die goodness. for it. Like he, oh, it's an yes. invitation. He wants us. He's calling us. Draw near. Another promise, right? Draw near to God. Mm-hmm. And he near. will draw, you know, and he will draw near to us yes. as we draw near to him. So we need to draw near. We need to receive that invitation as he waits for us. And let's be real. Going to dinner with dirty hands is yucky. Right? I mean, if there's anything that COVID taught us, wash your hands, sanitize your hands. We want to have clean hands. I mean, the simplest thing, going to the ATM, immediately I think I want to go home and wash, wash my, my hands. hands. You know, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> I remember one time I was uh, at my um, aunt's house with my cousins, and my son was a baby. And we, I had just made dinner. We sat um, down I, with the boys and... Um, he went to the bathroom. He was in, his, he was in a diaper. <laughs> so what did I have to do in the midst of, of, of you, dinner? You got to get baby. up. That's right. Change the diaper. It was soiled. And uh, what did I do? I washed my hands. Right. And my, and my cousins were like disgusting. Ew. They're in high yeah. school. They're like, oh, that's so gross. And you know what? That's, I told them, that's a real mom. Like, mom up. Mm, that's what moms do. Right. We, you know, it that's doesn't right. matter what we're doing. We go take care of the ugly. Right. And now we come in Think and wash our hands. Doctors, you have right. to wear gloves, you know. And so, yes, I love what you just said, Diane. And, and it just encouraged me greatly. I pray and encourage you viewers that it's communion and confession is an invitation mm-hmm. for deeper intimacy. Right. I mean, think about in marriage, right? You have, a, you know, 
you know, what do they call it? Intense fellowship. You have an argument we with have, your spouse, right? Differences, yes. You have to say, you know, I spoke harshly to you, yes. honey. Forgive me. We That's confession. Yes. Why? So that sweetness is back. And you rest- so restoration fellowship. and healing and yes. growth. And right. so that you can continue better than before. And yes. hopefully we learned the lesson not to speak so harshly, unkindly, right. rudely if it was rude, you know, right. demeaning, dishonoring, however it was. Um, and I think of, too, I was thinking Ecclesiastes 3.1. Oh, yes. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that verse. That is so beautiful. good. Because it's his time. It's his time. We want to hurry it. Yes, we You do. know, we want to hurry life. We want to hurry, you know, uh, I think of the little girls, you know, both of us have daughters. They want to hurry up and get get. Big. Grow up mm, fast. I can, I can wait on that. <laughs> <laughs> One that the Lord put on my heart is a Psalm 18. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 18, and in fact, the whole the whole psalm is bedrock for me, and it's the Lord is my rock is in that psalm. But for me personally, Psalm 1829, I have shared this before, is by my God I can run over a wall, or by mm-hmm. my God I can um, scale the wall. And I think of... God has brought this verse to me many times over my life. That specific one, which I'm not, I was never in the military. And thank you, God, for our servicemen and women. But for me, there's obstacles. Mm -hmm. There's walls in our life. And so God gave me that visual of the army, men and women, climbing that rope over the wall. And so what do we often pray, Diane? God, take this wall away. Mm -hmm. Evaporate the wall. And and God often says, I'm going to get you. Over, over the wall. wall. Yes. And so Psalm 18 is is just, I love Psalm 18. The whole thing, it just blows my mind. He gets us through the valleys. He's with us. He's our rock. You know, mm. I, I love to go to Yosemite. I love national parks. God, you're bigger than El Capitan, that giant granite rock. Mm. You're our rock. Unshakable, as you Unshakable. mentioned. Unmovable. So that, that was another one that I was thinking of. And I love that, as you say, you know, he gives you the ability to go over the wall. And I was thinking, you know, another promise, nothing is impossible for oh, God. Oh, my gosh. As we're reading through yes, Exodus, yes, you know, yes. in the midst of Exodus, and um, the the Hebrews are being led out of slavery, and they are now in between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. The rock and it the hard place. It is impossible. The rock, literally the <laughs> yes, rock and the hard place. Yes. Do we die in the river or do we die at the hand of the Egyptians, right? right? But no, God had a plan, and he did the impossible. Yes. He made a path, a path that no one through knew was there. the I Red Sea. It. At, and it was at flood stage. It's not like it was oh, a trickle a tree, dry. Oh, right, it was right. at flood stage. And so here you have this dry land and they each one walked through on dry ground. So nothing is impossible for it. God. And so when we live in this world, it, we have to have that mindset. Like yes. we serve the God of the impossible. Amen. That's a promise that we can hold right. on to. So finances, not impossible. Destroyed marriage, not impossible. COVID Prodigal ventilator. Ch- Prodigal children, not impossible. Amen. Because yes. of fill God. in the blank. Whatever fill it is. Fill in the blank. Fear. I love it. You know, not right. impossible. Right. Fear not. Fear not is another one. Gosh, there's so many, and I'm just in loving this dialogue and discussion. And um, for me, a big one is uh, priorities. Mm-hmm. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll, he'll give, give you, you the, the desires, desires of your heart. heart. And also Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God. And I think as women, but just as people in general, we're busy. We have so much to do, and the Lord always says, "Okay, my daughter, first seek me first. Delight in me mm-hmm. first. Dwell on me first. And 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 I need that. I need that. You know, yes. list yes. to remind myself and to prompt me. So the verses that always talk about Him first or delighting, delight in the Lord above all. Right. You know, I mean, the famous one. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your all your soul, all your mind. 
so important. Am I doing that, Lord? Am I loving you supremely? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have the first place in my life and the promises and then right. fill in the bank? You know, he's going to help you with your marriage, your finances, your work, and all of those things. So those those are all awesome verses. Here's another one I love, and this one keeps me, is Psalm uh, 121.4. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I love that one. I love that. Our God doesn't get tired. So Our good. God doesn't rest. He's forever watching right. over us. And because he is watching over us, he's watching over my house. He's watching over my children, this church, our body, my parents, you know, my, my sister and her family, my brother, and everyone I love. Right. Um, he's watching over everyone, evil yes. and good. Uh, yes. He's watching over everyone. He doesn't sleep, so I can. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, that promise that he's watching over and he cares. He says in, in, in the gospel... Behold, I come quickly, mm. right? And and or is that in Revelation? Maybe I misspoke. Behold, oh, I, I, I believe you're both. Oh, right. He says, "I will be with you even to the end of the age." Yes. That's the one I was thinking. But then Matthew. also, uh-huh. I'm coming quickly. Yes. And so, friends, viewers, we are so excited to be here. I hope and pray you sense our enthusiasm because mm. we are just jazzed and just so excited to be talking about the Lord, Diane. It's always a pleasure just to gather and talk and chat and go over our favorite scriptures and our promises that we cling to, Mm -hmm. you know. And so when you watch this, don't forget to like and subscribe, share it with your friends, put in the comments your prayer requests, and please tell us what are your bedrock verses? What are those ones that you, you know, maybe you have it taped in your car or in your mirror uh, where you brush your teeth or in your home. What's your favorite bedrock scripture, your promise scripture? We want to know. We want to know. We want to build each other up. And so we are excited to be here you know promise podcast calvary montclair diane and laura we'll see you again next time god bless god bless you